Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 30. My name's Ove Valesa, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is Chris Kringle's credible cousin, Joel wow. Young. Wow, dude, you, you didn't stumble that at all. What's good, guys? Been practicing. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. See, so, there one, you go, guys. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how, how, to, how to come up with a, a name for you, man, to start the show off. That's, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Should have played with this one, man. It's Christmas. Come on, man. Yeah, man. I got, I got, I got to step my game up. <laughs> gotta, gotta get, gotta get festive. Uh, Joel, we got a ton of stuff to talk about, and I know we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about a certain movie that came out. Um, and we're gonna do a little, something a little bit different this episode. So instead of going through topics, we're gonna go and talk about our favorite things for the year, and um, our favorite games and our favorite movies and the favorite things we watched so yes you guys uh, i hope you guys enjoy this this different episode so we'll just go ahead and start kick it off joe uh joe we went and watched the uh last jedi yeah i watched it first um and then yep. i know you watched it just before we recorded this uh a day ago so um like i my initial reaction like after watching i immediately like texted you about it <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is how I feel about it. And then I couldn't say anything to you for the days that we saw each other. Yeah. And now we can finally talk about this thing. huh? We, we, we can finally go. And uh, guys, just a spoiler warning. We are going to talk spoilers. Uh, but before we do that, we'll definitely let you know. So for about 10 minutes, we're going to go and talk about major, major spoilers for the movie. Joel's going to put a timer and we're just going to go crazy so you guys beware, and we'll let you know before we jump in. Um, but Joel, initial reactions, man. Straight up, what do you think? Okay, straight up, I think this movie is incredible. I think that this movie is not what I expected, just as they make it clear even in the chairs. <laughs> it's not going to do the way you think. But yep. I, that's what I like about it the most, is I like that this movie takes risk. And I said that to you multiple times when you asked for my initial reaction. I said, this is, this is a very risk-taking movie. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it can make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's not a predictable movie. Like, you sit through it and you're not going to be like, oh, that's going to happen next. That's gonna... it, it, it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, yeah. But I like that about the movie. I feel like that's why we go to see cinema in general is just to be surprised and be amazed. And so we have preconceived ideas. And, you know, it, it, it's... <laughs> thrown off a cliff uh real real quick you know letting us know this is not going to go the way you think and and i'm actually happy with the product that got in the end okay all right uh i, I feel kind of like the same way i i think it was definitely a solid movie for sure better than the prequels even i would dare to say better than force awakens because it did take those risks right exactly uh, I, I think the biggest risk on force force awakens and spoiler movies been out for two years but i think the biggest risk on on force awakens was killing off hansel yes that was to me the only risk that that movie talk, took yes. versus this one was just a shame of, of events that were man like it started like after that first big one that happens, it's like it just doesn't stop. Yes, and and it's um it it, it left me emotionally shook. Like you said, it's like man, I, I felt emotionally shook. It's like that's exactly how I felt. Like after watching the movie, I had to go to. It's like man, I I don't want to go home. 
<laughs> I just I need to walk this thing off. So I went to Best Buy and I just started walking it off and thinking about the movie. And then it was, man, this thing and what they do this thing. And I like this thing, but I didn't like this thing. Like the movie's not perfect, right? It does no, have no, its, absolutely. It does have its problems, and and we'll talk about it when we when we go into spoilers. Uh, my uh, only two big problems that I have with the movie is that I feel I feel the movie was too long. Okay. I think I think they could have compacted it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there was a sequence that was unfortunately that was to me unnecessary but connects to the ending of the movie. So that is conflicting to me because I feel like that there there was a sequence in a scene where uh, the Finn and Rose go to a place and and stuff happens. I felt like it was just dragged out for too long. Yes. So I think I think they could have just made it a little bit quicker, make it a little bit yes. better paced. But unfortunately, sure. that that sequence is very important to the end of the movie. So um, it's it's you know it's those are the only two main gripes that I have have about the movie. I think everyone was excellent. And, and, and you know, man, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna be very careful with this, Joe. I'm a married man, but but Daisy Ridley, yeah, that that girl has has a, I don't know, man. It's like she has like a purity and a radiance that every every I time know. she's on scene, it's like it's like no, man. It's like focus on her because she just absorbs everything. It's it's great. I think she's she was great. Yeah, it it reminds me of how Luke Skywalker captivated the world when in the initial uh, original trilogy films came out. Like people were just like there was yep. a, a Luke Skywalker mania, and it, it it bothered him to the point that he didn't even want to have anything to do with Star Wars for a while. Yeah, like he yeah. he talked bad, but because people were just like you're Luke Skywalker, and they just went crazy over him. You know, people for different reasons, but you know, regardless, they went crazy over him. So I feel like that's what you're kind of seeing now with her. Is people are people were obsessed with knowing what is her backstory and who is she and um, just her, her 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 demeanor, her glow, like you said, yeah, her charm. It's it's very captivating. She is, yeah, and she was excellent throughout the entirety of the movie. Like every scene she was in was great. Like yeah, yeah. Like I would I would have replaced that that sequence that I was telling you about with just Ray and and I would have been so happy. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> also, Adam Driver was phenomenal. Kylo Ren is is a great character, and it just he's such a great actor too. So chops to him, man, because he was great too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, and that that that's that's the thing. Even when when we'll get into our in our spoiler discussion, like the gripes we have, and, and I feel very similar to you about the sequence. I think we're both thinking the same thing about mm-hmm. a similar similar sequence. And I didn't even tell you this that was what my gripes were with the movie. So I think mm-hmm. we're thinking the same thing, but. Regardless, um, like it's not an attack on any of the actors by any means because I think everybody delivered. I think so, yeah. With what was given to them, and it's similar to how I felt even with Justice League, like they they took what was given to them, and they did the best they could, and even Mark Hamill, who was recently made it clear he's he wasn't even happy with his portrayal. We talked about this before. He said that he was fundamentally against what they were doing with the character. Yep. He still he still acted and gave his best one of his best Luke Skywalker performances I think we've seen because he was he's all in, you know, and, and everybody was all in on this movie. And I love that. You, you know, however you feel about it, you can't condemn the acting because everyone really uh, delivered what was given to them. Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill was excellent, and Carrie Fisher was fantastic. Everyone was great, man. Like, I think I think everyone was was 
just so good. And I really loved how they really expanded and gave a lot of time to uh, Poe Dameron. Um, I think he was like highlight of the movie for me because he was so good. See, I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people who felt differently. But no, I'm man. Sorry. He, he, he was he, great. It's a lot of character development for him, too. For a yep. guy that in the original script of Force Awakens, he was supposed to die. And they taken this character and given him such a, a really, like, relatable, like, sense to him. You know, like, he's he's the normal guy. He, I mean, he's gifted in his, you know, his, you know, tie fighting and all that, right? But, but he's... He's very relatable in the sense of like his humanistic re- approach to fighting this battle. He's very human, and and I like how he he really does care about the the resistance and everything that's going on. So he's 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 really emotionally involved with everything that's happening, and I really liked his character a lot. Absolutely, like, like a lot. He like every again every time he showed up, it was like man just. It, it, again, instead of that sequence, you should have has, had uh, Poe blowing stuff up like they said in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was great. Like every time he was, and every time he jumped in on 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 uh, on the X wing and started blowing up stuff, and he was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and and man, acting wise, this movie had zero problems. Right, this. Um, I, I feel like in the middle there was some some pacing issues because of what we're talk, we're gonna talk about in the spoilers. Yes. But um, <clears throat> but I think that th- this movie was also being helped by how visually striking it is and how well shot and well directed it is. That yes. that you could overlook some of the issues that he had, and because it was so beautiful to look at, everything was shot phenomenally. Yes, uh, you can. You know, you can make. You can give. You know, a thing or two a pass, because I I, uh-huh. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was to me, man. i like. It was up there with like Inception and uh, Doctor Strange, which are probably the two more visually striking movies in the last, I would say, ten years. Um, True. So this one's definitely up there because the way it's shot, um, the visual effects. The those wide shots were beautiful. The space battles were great. It, yeah, I mean, ten out of ten when it comes to directing and cinematography because it was excellent. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, Joel, how do you feel about the uh, the music on this one? Because I know the music on Force Awakens was not. It was good, not great. It was fine. I yeah. mean, um, it did. The the music on the music on this one, um, it, it it definitely has a lot of a lot of like really cool standout moments. I wouldn't say it's a great or anything, but it is to me. It's up to par with with Star Wars in the sense of like you know like it to me. It's it separates itself from like Rogue One where I had that was the one that I really had problems with with the the music for. Um, not because it was like a disaster. I'm just saying, but just because it wasn't very Star Wars for me. Where this. You know, it's it it still helps the story. It's not the greatest one in my opinion, but it's it's good. Yeah, um, I really like the that the the trench music was back oh, for yeah. a, for a minute there, and it was it was made made me all happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, the, the movie's great. Um, 
<clears throat> I can see where a lot of fans are coming from because, again, the movie does take a lot of risks. Um, it takes Star Wars to a whole new level. It adds a lot to the lore, and, and I mean a lot to the lore. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and there's things, right? There's things from the prequels. There's like the midi-chlorians and, and dumb stuff like that that doesn't make sense, right? And we don't think about it. It, it was dumb back then. But no one complained because there was like no social media and and no one was vocal about it. So I, I think that's the big reaction that, that we're having here, right? George Lucas took a risk on the prequels, especially on The Phantom Menace. Um, and, and he was critically panned. There were some issues with the movie, of course. But, but there's a lot that he added to the Star Wars lore on The Phantom Menace. And we didn't see this sort of backlash from the fans because there was no social media. The internet was still a young and civil place. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think that that was part of it. If the Phantom Menace would have come out now, oh my goodness, Joel, I could not imagine how like furious people would would be, like fans. And, and especially like especially like financially wise, like even though even if it had the title of Star Wars, I don't think it would make anywhere near like what a normal oh, Star Wars film would make just because of the bad killer. Like, and, and mind you, this film was critically loved, so like that film wouldn't even be critically loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the fans rip it apart, and the critics and the critics exactly. Yeah, in this case, it critically did really well, but then the fans are. You know, having issues, uh, Joe, and it's, and it's split half and half. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. Yeah, uh, and, and like I mentioned to you, to to you when we were talking about it, it's like, well, it's probably not gonna gonna not gonna bother me that much. I've been, you know, Star Wars fan since I was a, a little kid, and my first when when I think of my first movie experience, it was probably one of the Star Wars movies because that's the earliest that I remember. It's amazing. Um, you know. And I, I possibly Return of Jedi was the favorite, the, the first movie I saw back in '83 or '84, or whatever, uh, whenever I saw it when I was a kid. So, I, you know, I went through the drought. I went through the the the, you know, I watched, of course, watched the watched the originals. Went through the drought, watched the special editions, and then watched the prequel. And now with these movies. So I've, I mean, I've seen you know the entirety of Star Wars pretty much, and uh, you know what? Taking risks is a good thing. This movie added a lot of things to Star Wars lore that I like. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't find any issues with it, and I know, and again, when we go into spoilers, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that the fans are saying and and whatnot. But absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it for sure. Uh, and and we'll, again, we're going to spoiler stuff, but like I would literally say, like when it comes to the amount of hate towards this movie, um, I'm I'm really would encourage people to go out and watch it for themselves. Don't just take an opinion from someone else that you read on the internet. Um, that's the beautiful thing about film; it's subjective. And I'm not trying to say anyone's dumb for having the feelings that they have. Like I, I can see where some of them are coming from, um, but I would. I would I would battle over this movie over some of the opinions that some people have and and we'll get into a little bit of the spoiler stuff but I I I think some of it is a little bit um 
a little bit o- overdone, is my opinion. And Star Wars fans are some of the hardest people to please. Yeah. Um, they're very, very sensitive. <clears throat> and, and you and I even joked about it with uh, some memes that were going around by some critics where they're like, like people were like, oh, well, this is too original. The, you know, Star Wars, uh, you know, The Force Awakens was too much of a copycat and played it too safe. And this movie's too risky and, and it's too much like this. And, you know, like, we gotta. We I think some some people just need to chill out, but but definitely watch it for yourself if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, and and have an opinion of your own. Absolutely, and, and and by far this is not this is not a bad movie. Like like people are saying, oh, the movie's terrible. Like a, a no. friend a friend of mine was complaining that there's oh there was too much comedy. It's like some of it maybe, but yeah. I I it didn't bother me that much. I thought it was gonna bother me, um, but it, but it didn't. I thought it was good. You know, and and again, because of the because the actors were good, that <laughs> made it made it good. But when yes. you when you go back and you look at the old movies, you know, with you know three PO and and Han Solo and and all the things that are happening, and and then Jabba's palace, and then the Gungans, and all the all the things that were in Star Wars before, like all Star Wars movies have had something funny. Yes. You know, I think probably Revenge of the Sith is the only one that doesn't really have like anything funny uh, in it. Sure. But it's like a very serious movie from beginning to end. Um and and that's why it like Revenge of the Sith to me starts like uh leaps and bounds ahead of uh, one and two and you know from Phantom Menace yes. and Clone and, and Attack of the Clones because it's it, the, the movie maintains its its tone throughout the whole thing and uh, I think it's I, I think Revenge of the Sith is a good movie. So Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um I liked it quite a bit. And I think I'm ready to jump in, Joe. If yeah. you want to set that timer, I think it's about Let's that time, it. guys. So Let's last warning. Starting when when Joel says go, it's spoiler time. So if you want if you don't wanna get spoiled, just skip ahead ten minutes. Right. That's right. That's right. And and so you've been warned. We don't want to hear nothing. You've been warned. Uh, and uh, three, two, one, go. All right, Joe. All right. All right. Snoke, Snoke, going out like a little pansy. So <laughs> so okay. I I I think Snoke is much more than that because because of Luke's force projection at yep. the end of the movie. Why can't Snoke do it? Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, there's there's a couple theories that have been out there. I think that he could have been projecting himself in that moment. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he actually knew what was coming in that moment. Yep. Because he says, like, I knew your every thought. I know your every next move. And I think, he, like, if you look at the look on his face, it looks like he's you know, shocked that it happened, not shocked that he's, that he's dead. Like, where someone who'd be dead would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm dead. Yeah. He looks like, huh. You actually did it. Yep. Um, so, so I, th- I think the big thing there, Joe, is that um, part of the ascension to becoming a Sith is killing your master. True. And you know that's part of Kylo Ren's ascension to being supreme leader, or 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 whatever whatever the title of Sith Lord or whatever it is, right? Uh, they did call him supreme leader. Hawks calls him supreme supreme leader at the end of the movie. Um, but that could be part of it. Uh, I think there's much more bigger forces involved in, in this whole plan with Kylo Ren. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I think... I think he was like you know once you have in the beginning the the dreadnought show up in the beginning of of the movie, mm-hmm. um like f- just from that moment I instantly started thinking there was there's a, a book and I wish I could remember the name, um but there was a book where it referenced about specific type of like, you know Sith it was, it was this old Republic you know time time that 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 dreadnought was actually been mentioned so it was a big deal that they even pulled that into the movie it's uh, um, it's Dark Empire. Right. So like during that time, like you, there was a belief that, you know, they could act that like Sith could actually like transfer their consciousness into other bodies. Um, so yep. even if he did die, Snoke is so powerful and you, you witness some of the stuff he does. And, and just in that scene or what he had already set up between, you know, Kylo and Ray yeah. that I, it would not even surprise me if he was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm really all the way over here to a whole nother place. Like, you know, prepared. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, what? Why not, right? I mean, and we saw it. We saw it at the end of the movie with Luke, with Luke when when he projected himself to Leia, and and he did have a physical form because he was able to touch Leia, and and he kissed Leia on the forehead before heading out, and and gave her the cubes. Yeah, and gave her the cubes, and C three PO was able to see him, and he's a he's a he's a droid. He's not a human. True. So. There has to be a physical manifestation of Luke there, um, you know, through the Force. So why not? Why not Snoke doing the same thing? To me, he's not dead. We're, we'll find out in the next movie. And, and if he is dead, indeed, I'm okay with that. And I had talked to you about this before yeah. on one of the older podcast episodes where I said like he might die in this Those movie. Those are okay yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did say that, and after and when I heard like you know a lot of people's complaints of like we didn't get a backstory and we don't understand all stuff, and 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 I get to a, an extent, but there's a little bit of a like like a, an attack against Ryan Johnson for this action, and I'm like hold up for a second, you guys are the same people who love Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, am I right? So in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, you have no backstory on who the Emperor. Nope, is. you don't. Yep. He he shows up in Empire Strikes Back, you know, Lord Vader, and he's talking. You had to, whatever, you had to right? wait twenty. And, you had to wait twenty some years to get an explanation. Exactly. Yeah. So guess what? This is the same thing they're doing with Supreme Leader Stoke. So if you're over here crying over the fact yeah. that we didn't get a backstory, you know what? Like I I I, I love the backstory, and I think at some point we deserve to get that if they're not going to continue his character in another movie. Uh-huh. And I think Star Wars would give you that at some point, whether it's a Pablo Hidalgo book or something. But like. To, to complain that, like, that's bad for film, it's like, well, it didn't bother you with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It shouldn't bother you here that to that level as well. Yep. Um, the, the other big thing that, that I want to talk about is two-in-one two kind of thing. Um, race parents, there's been a lot of speculation. Uh, yep. Some people think that there has to be something more at store because of Kylo Ren being the one telling Ray, no, your parents sold you for scraps and and to get money because they were drunkards and whatever. And and I think he was actually telling the truth. And and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, of course, Ray's, Ray goes to that force cave where she's being pulled by, by the darkness. And she wants to see her parents and she sees herself. So we got, we got that. Um, Ray, when she has the flashback on the Force Awakens, she doesn't see her parents dropping her off. She sees her parents leaving. Maybe they traded her for a space, you know, for a, for a ship. 
and yeah. just left the planet and left her stranded. I mean, who knows? Uh, and I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because of what Luke says about the Force. It's like the, the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi or the Sith or whatever. It's The Force is for everyone and everything. So it doesn't matter where you come from. You can you the forces for you, and it doesn't matter, right? It's like it's like taking a jab at at you know you know religion. It's like oh, God's only for me because I worship God in this way. It's like no, God's for everyone as long as you're a good person. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I I think the like the whole point of the force is that it chooses you, and that's what Maz Kanata says uh-huh. to Ray in Force Awakens. So in in this time, like we, you've, there's multiple whether it's books or even in the, the films and stuff. Like you don't know who any of these kids were being trained in the prequels and all the stuff who they exactly. are. And and that even gets the broom kid at the, the later on, which we'll get to that. Yeah. But but I mean, like the force chooses you, and you know, forget the metachlorine stuff. You know, it's just, exactly. Some people are just some people are just chosen this way. It's not a DNA thing or anything like that. It's just it's just chosen that the force sur- surrounds them yeah. and it recognizes something about them and 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 the force is as a power that that most people and even Jedi are still trying to learn and understand the full power of the force. It's never been fully uh, untapped. So you know, I do think that when it comes to Ray's parentage. Like Ryan Johnson wanted us to basically figure out, like it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. What matters is the future of what she decides to do with the force that's that's been given to her, bestowed upon her, you know, by the force or whatever, right? But like, regardless of that, though, I gotta tell you, Obed, I still think they left themselves enough room that with JJ coming back for this next episode nine. It left them enough room for them to basically, if they wanted to change that and say, well, you know, it came from Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's kind of a little shady. We want to tell you what he wanted to tell you. But, you know, they they also left themselves room in the sense that when she looks in the the cave, she does see two figures initially. Although it does come together to show her. She does see a man and woman. And many people have said, look, like you look at it and, and I've looked at some of the pictures of it again, like. It does kind of look like Han and Leia a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying that it is that by any means, but I think they left themselves enough playing room that if they really wanted to, they could easily go back and do this whole parentage storyline and redo that and, and change that if they wanted. But if they don't, it's okay because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's the point that some fans need to just recognize. It really doesn't matter. The force is the force, and it chooses who it wants to. Yep. And speaking of Leia, Joe, that scene. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So- all right, so when it happened, I was like, "All right, so Leia's gone, Admiral Ackbar's dead too, and I know. and Leia died. She kind of like died honorably, and Kylo Ren did. Kylo Ren didn't do it. You know, it was the other two Tie Fighter pilots that shot the the proton torpedoes and whatnot. But uh, when the the when she was out in space and she was frozen, I was like, "Oh man, this is so sad." And Carrie Fisher <laughs> and whatnot. So it's it's. Man, it, it's I'm bummed, but you know what? She went, she went out like a champ, right? Uh, oh, and man. then, and then she starts moving, and the force bubble, and <laughs> oh, dude, I started crying oh. when she was when she got into the coma, and they started talking. I went outside. I went outside. I went to the bathroom. I had to wipe my eyes and go back to the theater. Like actually, oh my I ran to the bathroom because I needed to wipe my eyes, and ran back to the theater. 
because I, I dude, I don't blame it, you. It was very powerful. Was, oh, and then and then oh man, just thinking about it right now, I'm it's like it's hitting me because it was so beautifully shot and so powerful. Uh, it's like Carrie Fisher's immortal, immortal, right? She passed away, but like, uh, you know, like like Luke and Luke says in the movie, and Yoda says in the movie, uh, you know, it's, she's whoever's on, with the Force. It's not gonna vanish forever. So, oh, man, man, it was so powerful. I was so moved, and I was like, I, I actually went outside, Joel, and had to wipe uh, my I, eyes and come back. It was ridiculous. I, and like it, it added more emotion to me just knowing that she isn't around I right know. now. Like added even more emotion to every scene she was in. Like I was just locked in because I was like, it's Carrie, and this is this is the last time. Like we'll see her in Star Wars, and it's just so emotionally pulling. But then you get that scene of her going, and everyone's like, oh, she's flying. I'm like, no, I don't think she's she was pulling. Even flying. She's I think she was pulling, pulling herself, pulling herself to uh, uh to the door. Yeah, to the door. Yeah, she was like suctioning using the force yeah. to pull herself. And we've in. seen that. So, we've seen that happen. Like Obi Wan done it uh, in in the prequels a few times exactly yeah. exactly so yeah so so it's 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 a powerful but you know like people start saying like oh this is so weird why how come she said all this power of the force and we never seen it before or what have you um i would actually go out and say man that if you look at what was done in um, some of the there was a, there was a recent book I want to say it was Bloodline I'm trying to remember which one, um, but there was literally a conversation that happens between um, I believe it was Yoda and Obi Wan and when they were splitting up both Luke and Leia initially like it was by choice that Obi Wan wanted to train Luke but like Yoda or something had had a feeling that Leia was always the one that was actually more powerful. Oh yeah, yep, that's that's true. I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. So like she she always had this power. It's like forget it, son. Like I'm flying across this thing. And I'm getting out of Dude, here. It was so good, man. Uh, and Poe, like like I mentioned about Poe, just blowing stuff up. It was great. And then uh, and then Luke, man, uh, Luke did that uh, that astral projection. That, that yeah, the force projection, and and he showed up with uh, uh, with Kylo Ren and Leia. Uh, I think in the movie, of course, then. To give uh, Leia time to escape with Ray and Chewie in the in the Falcon, um, and it, it to me it's not clear if he died of exhaustion or if at that moment he became so powerful that the Force just took him. I think he became so powerful the Force. Took yeah, him. I don't think he was weak. He didn't look weak to no. me. He actually was like yeah. happy and like powerful. Yeah. But but we only got we only got uh, like a minute and a half left here. I just yep. wanted to talk about real quickly Yoda that Yoda sequence. What was your thoughts on that? So open? Force ghosts are more powerful than actual living people. He was able <laughs> to actually control the weather, and and they do have physical form because he hit Luke with the with the uh, with his rod. Yes, he yep. did. So and, um, and he sat on the on the rock just like Obi Wan sat on the on the tree in in Dagobah. So, or right. the, yeah. So and, they do have, it's a physical and, manifestation from the force. So it's like, it's like they, they are, you know, they, they, the, they're so strong with the force that they can take physical form. Exactly. And I think it's also like people be like, how come he's so powerful like this? Like it, it you know, him just striking down from the <clears> sky <throat> or whatever. And I have to say, I think 
you know, Yoda's been with the force for longer than all longer than all of them so deep. And that I, I wouldn't surprise me them to unlock this kind of powers connection to the force. Um, but also just what happened there, like with the books and that whole conversation is, it's just a, a great, it was great, great piece. Yeah. Because to me, the, that, that scene, that was when I was referencing to you before that, that there was a scene that to me, like capsules how I feel about the movie. Like that scene is it because literally in that scene where you have like Luke's like, should I, should I not like kind of hesitant? Like it, it's an edgy situation. It's a risky situation. Uh-huh. And Yoda's just like, no man, I got this. Uh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Like just take it out. And it was like, that's how I felt like, like, okay yeah. guys, the past is the past. The Skywalker saga is the Skywalker saga, but like we need to move forward. Yeah. And this is the, how, how better to close the chapter of what they did than what they did in this movie ending with those, the two sons and the, the sunset yeah. and all that with, with Luke. Yeah, only concern I have, Joe, is that they really left it open for Leia to be a, a really big part of Episode Nine. So I, I really don't know how they're going to be able to do that without having her to be re- either recasted or CG'd in. Uh, probably not CG'd, but I mean, I, at some point you have to make choices, right? Um, and and you know I would recast I, I would if recast. you get the right actress to replace Carrie Fisher uh, as Leia. Uh, as much as he hurts, because he does a little bit, but yes. but if you have to do it, you have to do it. Um, and I think even Carrie would say like, please don't let this die with me. Like if this needs for the sake of the story, please like continue. Uh, absolutely, and now I I and and of course her daughter uh, is really involved with this movie. Like she plays a pretty big role in this movie too. Um, yep. So I can, you know, if they got approval from her to move forward and, and recast Leia with another actress, uh, I wouldn't mind it. <clears throat> Just before we go, Joel, that scene with uh, before we close, close the spoiler the spoiler section. Yep. Uh, that scene with the hyperspace cutting through uh, the ships, best <laughs> scene in Star Wars history. Amazing. Uh, it was so beautiful. Amazing. It was so awesome, man. And uh, uh, I, it's like when I saw it, it's like, oh, I know what she's gonna do. She's gonna hyperspace, th- hyperspace through the dreadnought, the, the dreadnought, and 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 Snoke's ship, and that's exactly what she did. I forgot her name. The 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 uh, lady that took, Laura Dern's character, the, yeah, Laura Dern's character, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it was phenomenal. It was the best scene in Star Wars history. It was so good, and that's why. And that's why we said like they could have done without the whole mission with with uh, you know Rose and Finn. Aside from introducing us to Broom Kid, yep. aside from all of that, that that scene basically becomes irrelevant when you find out what actually transpires. Yeah. So, um, you know, everything they do in that mission has no implications except for the fact of introducing us to Broom. So Kid. yeah, just, just a few more seconds. So what, what we're talking about? There's a, a scene in the movie uh, that uh, Finn and Rose go to a casino to look for a code breaker. The, the the whole sequence is like 35, maybe 40 minutes long. It's yep. really long and it drags, but they meet meet a little kid, right? And they and Rose give her gives the little kid her uh rebel her rebellion ring or, or resistance ring. And at the end of the movie, the kid uses the broom, uh the force to grab his broom. And it's a little kid that's uh, that's like Little Jimmy. little Jimmy is working like a little horse stable <laughs> in this and like, you know, taking care of racehorses in this uh, in this crazy casino planet. And he uses the force and he goes back to what Luke says. The force belongs to everyone. 
You know, it's, yep. it doesn't matter where you come from. So that's right, that's, man. That's all I oh, got. We say. got so much. We could easily oh, do yeah. a whole lot longer with spoiler oh, yeah. stuff, but <clears throat> but oh man, there's only so much we could talk yeah. about with without taking people's I, time. I know, I know. Uh, we're gonna leave it there. Oh man. Um, but yeah, and no spoilers. Um, great movie. I really want to see it again. I know that this movie, like like Beauty and the Beast, is gonna come out like in March on Blu-ray. Yes. So I will grab it for sure. <laughs> Because yes. it was, oh, I man. need to watch this movie again. It was, it was so good, and it was, it's very, it's very uh, um, impactful. It's especially if you're a, a Star Wars fan. There's some things that are like, like Joel said, it's not. It's gonna take you out of your comfort zone, but, but yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh man. So Joe, let's uh let's do a little recap of the year, man. Um, we did a few things. I played some games. You played some games. We watched some stuff. Uh, overall, great year for movies and games, right? Absolutely. We got a bunch of stuff out there. Um, I know that 2018 is going to be another big year, but yes. 2017 was uh pretty good. So, so yeah. Joe, tell us what you enjoyed about this year. What caught your eye and and things you liked and things you didn't like maybe yeah you know this year um you know just just uh was really amazed at the, a lot of a lot of games coming out this year and i know next year we've looked at a lot of games coming out but there's a lot that came out this year and i have to be honest i i think the only thing that that i regret about this year is not having more time to play more stuff um and and, and that's something that the, you know, with the time that I did have, I picked up things that I knew I could actually get into, and that'd be like Final Fantasy, um, you know, picking up, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins, and obviously just recently got, you know, Battle Battlefront, uh, you know, but, um, you know, outside of that, I spent a lot of times, you know, reading a lot of comic books, watching all the comic book movies that came out, and uh, I can look back on this year and say that it was a, it was a good year for game, like you said, a good year for movies. But I, I think, I think I wanna, I wanna hear you, Obed, get really in depth on games. I'm curious to see how you feel because I've really been wanting to know what is your your game of the year, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> special mention to Final Fantasy 15 because that movie came out very late last year, um, so late that it wasn't chosen for game of the year stuff. I believe it got delayed and it came out like like November. I remember playing it. <clears throat> excuse me, about around mid December. That's when I started playing it, and I didn't yes. and I didn't finish it until until this year. And so, yeah, <clears throat> and of course with all the DLC packs that came out um, last week, we got episode Ignis, which by the by the way is f- fantastic. It adds so much to the story. And like like Star Wars, things may not be what they seem. So, yeah, it was really good, man. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> shout out to that game. Not, I'm not gonna count it as game of the year stuff because it came out last year. But exactly. it is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and uh, I absolutely love that game. And I can't wait to see where they where they're gonna come. Uh, with, with the new 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 content that's going to come out on 2018 for that game so i'm really excited for that but going back to um game of the year 2018 that things that i played that came out this year the big three games that i played 
where uh, actually four if you count if you count Battlefront, but uh, big three games that I played this year were Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona Five, and Nier Automata. So those three games are absolute masterpieces. They were selected, you know, were nominated for Game of the Year in in pretty much all. Um, outlets um unfortunately i don't have a switch so i or we use so i didn't get a chance to play zelda uh legend of zelda breath of the wild which pretty much got game of the year across the board right on everything yes um number the number two game of the year on GameSpot was persona 5 that that game's very special because it's 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 friends right it's like you you, you actually Kind of, you spend so much time in this game, and I, I and that's something very smart that the Persona games do is that the the game's so long that you get attached to to these characters. So by the end, it's like, oh yeah, my friends. Um, but you know, I, I'm gonna go a little bit into spoilers for Persona Five, Joel. I know that you don't care that much, but quick, you know, spoiler alert for. Uh, Persona 5 for if you haven't played it and you're still interested in play, playing it but t- timely it's like it's like a lot of people call Persona 5 it's like Persona 5 colon Satan save, saves Christmas because that's pretty much what happens in the game wow. it's, it's ridiculous so wow. so um, it's the game's really good, so it's one of those things that the music sticks with you, the character sticks with you, and um, it's just just a, an experience, right? You're spending so much time, 115 plus hours that I spent with it, and, and it was fantastic. Just the story overall, and very timely to you know dealing a lot with with shady politicians and and making people atone for their sins and confer, confess their sins basically to to public <clears throat> and and you know let justice handle the rest so very very timely themes that this game had so that's that's why it was it was so good um horizon zero dawn man masterpiece from beginning to end it was just so good so deep the world was so well built uh, the frozen wilds dlc is phenomenal the character design, the music, the sound effects, um, just the, the way the game looks, the graphics, the way everything moves, uh, the machine design uh, is just something that you've never seen in a game before. The attention to detail that this game has is just phenomenal. Um, so just a- another game that was just a, a, an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion, you know, an absolute experience. Um, but my game of the year, Joel, it has to be near. It has to wow. be near Automata. Uh, that 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 game was cathartic. <laughs> it was it was like it it was enlightening. It, 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 it's it goes it goes places where um, you know games you wouldn't think of games going where where this game goes when where it goes to. Uh, you know, into into philosophy and exis- existentialism, and uh, why am I here, and <clears throat> and and why people think that you know you you have a, a pre chosen path when 
when you can make your own path, even though you're not human. And it's, it's just, it is just so much and so deep um, that to me, hands down has to be at least my game of the year. Also the music in this game is just so good. It's phenomenal, <clears throat> but it, it, it's an experience, man. It's, it's one of those things that you have to experience and you have to dedicate the, you know, 35, 40 hours Uh, to play the game, the game's not that long, so that's that's good. Um, so I think I think you can get around with around 40 hours on it and get the entire experience. But then the ending, and then what happens at the end of the game, uh, and and just you think the game is over, and the game's not really over, and you can still make a difference, and then and then knowing that you're not alone to make that difference. And that, that there are people that are willing to sacrifice something important for you to be able to make that difference. It's just just the realization that the whole ending sequence and, ah, uh, man, it's just top-notch, phenomenal. Yoko Taro is a genius. I can't wait for his, I can't <laughs> wait for his next game. It has to be, it has to be really good. Uh, this game may, may, be, may be too much for some people because it's, It is it is steep and it's confusing and it has a lot of lore from four uh, you know games that came before it. You know, Near is a is a spinoff of Dragon Guard and there's three Dragon Guard games and there's one Near game that came out for for PS3 and 360. I think the 360 game is not related because it got um, what's the term, Joel? When uh, when you get a group of people to change things around uh, the thing that EA does. Um, <laughs> it, get, it gets focus grouped. Yeah. Okay. Focus gets, group. Yeah. Okay, so okay. the game got focus grouped and then they, they, they changed the 360 version. Uh, but the PS3 version is the, the one that's the actual story. Uh, but there's enough. And I never, and I've never played any of the previous games. Uh, any of the Dragon Guards or, or the previous Nier, but there's enough in this game for you to uh, understand what's going on, right? Um, they, the way they delivered the story by uh, side quests, basically. So you do the side quests on this game, they're they're not not only side quests; they're actually backstory on on the on the previous games, uh, which was very very smart. And um, yeah, game of the year, Nier Armada, PS4 and PC. Masterpiece right there, man. Man, see that I, I had a feeling it was gonna be near. Like once I saw where you were going, you listed out which ones. I was like, I know it's not gonna be Horizon, even though that was really good. Um, like that's one of the games that I think I, I'm gonna try and pick up soon. Um, just because everyone's so oh, yeah. like, Horizon, like so I, I think for sure and pick that up. Uh, Persona near, like those have been so critically even like loved. So um, so it's not, it's like, it, it sounds like it's really just an all around solid story, solid um, music, solid gameplay. Uh, and that's, that's pretty awesome, dude. So I'm glad, glad, glad it was a yeah. good year. You actually had options on what you could have went uh, different ways. And like, there's actually options of what could be game of the year. That's always a good yeah. thing. And, um, and near and then both, both near and actually horizon as well, you know, The art design on on those three games are are by far the best three art designs of of the year. Like you can put wow. you can put everything, any of this indie stuff that comes out, any because I know you know that like I don't I don't like to you know talk 
crap about indie games because some of them are good. But I, I think yeah. I think I think the indie scene as a whole is extremely overhyped. Um, there's very very few games um, that are that are actually of of, of major impact. Um, but you know, shout outs to Cuphead because they did something that's very different and unique. So yes. Um, but but other than Cuphead, that it, its art design is inspired by something else. If you go by original art art design, you know Persona, Near, and um, and, and Horizon, um, there's nothing in this year that even comes close to the art design on those three games. So top notch. And, and, and this solid art design of those games like helps Sony with their agenda of trying to uh, get out, you know, PS4 Pros because people are like the same so beautiful. Like I want to experience it in its fullest, most beautiful capacity. Yep. Um, and it's so funny uh-huh. and it's so funny. I was at Best Buy the other day and I saw, <laughs> and we've talked about this a few times and it's not trying, I'm not trying to be like a hater or anything, but like, you know, there was a bunch of Xbox one X's I, I saw lined up. The, the X there. was the and X then, or the S? The, <laughs> oh, the X. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I see, see a whole bunch of them <laughs> out there and, um, and I, I go over and um, I'm, while I'm buying something because it was near, I, I bought in the back area where they, they had the games and movies area, and I was buying something. And uh, when this person, this lady, is has like other workers helping her trying to find, and guess what this lady's trying to find? The uh-huh. a, a PS4, a PS4 Pro Battlefront bundle. <laughs> <laughs> and she couldn't find it. She's like, they're like the closest one. I forget which Best Buy it was. This is in my area, right? But like, they had sent it. She was gonna go drive to find the PS4 Pro. Dude. My my local Best Buy, though, the one here by uh, by the Waterford yeah. Lakes Town Center, only had two when I went the, of the Battlefront bundle. Yep. Yeah, they only had two left, and then they had a bunch of the regular pros. Uh, they were sold out of the Destiny bundle. I um. Yeah, I tell you, like if you're gonna get into PS4, pick up these games that Obed just talked about, and if it's, if you don't have you don't have a PS4 at all, go get a Pro. Start off that way. Yeah, and also these three games, single player experience with absolutely zero multiplayer stuff. Wow, no mic, uh, and none of them have microtransactions. None of them has any of this loot box thing. Not nothing. I mean, uh, Persona has a lot of DLC. That's out there. It's but it's all cosmetic. It's all music and costumes. Right, right. Uh, and then um, Nier has a Colosseum DLC and some cosmetic stuff out there. And then uh, of course Horizon has the the Frozen Wilds expansion. But none of these games have none of this ridiculous stuff. So this this is like especially Horizon Man because that's a pure experience from from beginning to end. Nice, nice man. Yeah, I mean it's it's good stuff, and, and I could say the same thing when it comes to to movies. Like it was it, for me, it's a tough thing to choose. Like, what's the movie of the year from a comic book standpoint? Like, <laughs> we had like you, if you ask me, people are gonna probably assume that my choice would be Spider Man, and that's not it's not my favorite movie of the year. Um, I, I love the movie. It's fen- I, I think it's phenomenal. It's the best Spider-Man performance I believe that I've, I've ever seen in my, in my lifetime mm-hmm. um, and, and portrayal of him. But, um, like, I mean, like, you got to say top three, like, for comic book movies, I probably would say um, uh, Wonder Woman, Logan, and Spider-Man are my top three. 
and I would say that Logan, by far, just jump right into it. Logan is by far to me still is the best movie of the year for me personally. And, and it's even at the place that now it sounds like it may even get critical acclaim, which I think it deserves it. Um, Absolutely. In the Oscar space. And, and it, it's, it was just such a good year to, to actually have choices, whether it was like you look at Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman is, is a, um, you know, it, it's trying to, you know, it's, it's trying to be a, a solid movie in the DCU and establish the next chapter and establish this character. But it also um, is a much needed and timely movie with stuff that's been going on in the world. And, and the portrayal of this, this first female superhero, you know, solo film is just such a solid first chapter. I'm so excited for the sequel. Um, by no, I mean, like one of the it gave us one of the best sequences in comic book movies, which is No Man's Land. Like I remember being in the theater the first time watching it, and I was like, I'm immediately in love with this scene. I didn't know the world was gonna go crazy over it, but, but man, I mean, just just a great movie. But Logan, man, Logan, I would have to agree with you, and I haven't watched Thor and Justice League yet, but um, Logan was the next evolution of comic book movies. Oh my god! Like it took it, it took it to a place where, um. It, it, it again we go back to Star Wars. Uh, talk about taking risks, right? Yeah. Um, that movie took many, many risks with the Wolverine character and with Professor X, especially with Professor X. Like it, it really did take a lot of risks, and it did pay off because the movie is excellent. I it's would, phenomenal. I would put that movie like if when there's an argument from DC people <laughs> saying of like you know we have an Oscar worthy in a sense movie in The Dark Knight, um, which is a phenomenal movie. I would put Logan in, in that tier of like just solid cinema. Like it's it's oh, it, yeah. it's it's just such it's so emotional. And I'm not even just saying that from my emotional connection because even that's just a separate thing as itself. Like I, I had to hold back the tears. The guy next to me was even getting emotional in the theater. But but I mean like you, you just <laughs> I mean you get to that scene and you just have Charles looking at, at at Wolverine and saying like when I first met you you were so lost and it's just oh man. Like you flash yeah. back to like, and even though it's its own like separate universe, even in a sense, like it doesn't connect itself to the other movies. Like it still harkens back to like all the things that they've been through together and all the things that have happened and to see it all come to an end the way it did. And even with the whole like, you know, clone, you know, spoiler, the movie's been out now, but the whole clone thing or whatever, like, you know, like there's even argument for that, that that was okay because it was like also like a balance of like him fighting himself. Like there was... There's a lot there, and there's that movie. I think people who maybe watched it the first time didn't get it. Watch it again, and I think it will stick out to you even more how good yeah. this movie is. Yeah, it, it, it's it was symbolic. The thing with you know basically Logan fighting himself. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. Logan was just so good, and and what's what's funny is that the movie is not necessarily part of a cinematic universe. It was his own. It was a standalone movie. Yep. Like it's not connected. It's not necessarily connected to the rest of the X Men movies. It was just a standalone, a separate thing. Hugh Jackman said, "I'm getting too old for this crap. I want to do a last movie," and and it was it was great. And to think and, that mo- and they pulled it off. That movie came out in in March, and we're mm-hmm. in December, and we wa- we got a lot of comic book movies that came out this year, and that movie still sticks out and leaves such a left such an imprint from early in the year that. That it sticks with me even now. That that for sure, it's still my choice for for best comic book movie of the year. Yeah, I need to watch it again. I only have I only watched it watched it once, but I definitely have to give that movie another another go. Yeah. Uh, I, I have it, so I can watch it anytime. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Wonder Woman was really good too. Um, I really enjoyed it. Watched it twice already. Nice. And and I think it's it's well shot, well directed. I have a, a few problems with the movie here and there, but nothing um, major. I think that the the ending sequence is a little bit overdone. Oh yeah. Um, and then and then have having her go into you know sort of a, a, a relationship with Steve sort of thing was not was not necessary but it was good i enjoyed it absolutely and uh, i'm happy that patty Jenkins is coming back for another one yeah she deserves so, it yeah and spidey it was just fun man it was it was good like i like i said when i talked about it because because i heard so many good things about the mo- this movie and i went in and i watched it with very high expectations um and, and and it was fine. I, I liked it, and I didn't find anything necessarily wrong with the movie. But yeah, <laughs> it was to me. It was a it was one of those things like, oh man, this was great, and everyone was saying how great it is. And, and I watched it, and I was like, it's yeah. I mean, I can't find anything wrong with the movie, but uh, but I don't know, you know. But I have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I know it's good. Yeah. I know it's good, and it's it's well shot. And, uh, and the cast is great. So. And that's why Logan is still like the best one because like Spider. There's nothing. Not there's anything wrong with Spider-Man by any means. But I think Spider-Man it really resonates with those who are true fans of Spider-Man. And I say that in the sense of like there's so many bad portrayals that when you finally get like a true, true portrayal of Spider-Man, and we got that even Civil War. But I'm saying like having what we got there, it it made a lot of um, people satisfied. And I think that's that's where my love for it comes from. It's like to finally see justice to the character. But as a cinema standpoint, it's not like, oh my goodness, this is the best, you know, cinematic movie. And that's why I said Logan is, that's just, that's the movie, man. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and to me also, Joe, um, just two, two things that I watched this year that that I really loved. And it's funny because one came out a couple years ago and one came out last year, but also this year. So two things that I really loved this year that I watched, Joe, One Punch Man. It's so much fun. It's <laughs> It was so good. And I, I can't wait for season two to come out. So I'll make I'll make arrangements and watch it on, on Crunchyroll or, or whatever service it is. But even if you don't like anime, one Punch Man. One Punch Man is so good because it, it is a parody of superheroes, right? It's it's parodying the Justice League, basically, and and the X Men and all, all you know superhero teams, and and then also you know lone lone superheroes like the Batman's and the, and the such. So it, it was so much fun, and it was so funny and so well written, and then. Saitama is so he's, so he's such a great character because he's so oblivious of what's going on around him <laughs> but he has this this power that that he knows he has it so the only thing that he's aware is that he is super powerful but everything that's around him is like oh oh okay that's kind of surprising but yeah then I'm not surprised that I'm this strong you know I know I am so Ah, it's so good. So highly recommend it. If you guys like superhero stuff, watch One Punch Man. And also Stranger Things. I got to that. I get to do I got to do both seasons pretty much back to back this year. And I absolutely loved it. Nice. 
So a quick shout out to those two things that I really also enjoyed this year. Nice, nice, man. Yeah. So, Joel, uh, anything that, uh, real quick before we go, anything that you're looking forward for 2018 other than, of course, the, the big things, <laughs> other than Avengers? Yeah, I was like, that, that's uh, a load other than, Aven- uh, other than Avengers, what else are you looking forward to? Ooh, um, you know, 2018, I'm, I'm hoping to, to be surprised with, you know, some of the, the Marvel Netflix stuff. Like, we only have um, announced, I know, is uh, – it's Jessica Jones, um, but I know mm-hmm. that we're going to probably get another iteration of also, um, I believe it's also uh, um, Iron Fist. So I'm hoping to see that that do better. Um, you know, I, I'm also looking forward to, uh, I believe it's supposed to be next year, right, that Ammon and the Wasp comes out. So that one, yep. that one for sure, like I love the first Ant-Man. So Ammon and the Wasp coming out in July, like shortly after, um Shortly after, uh, you know, Avengers Infinity War, you know, and, and then right before um, Comic-Con, like, which that's another thing. Yeah, you're talking about things looking forward to outside of even movies, dude. Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, guys, I got a little announcement for you. Guess who's going? Yours truly. Joel's going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going, guys. I got in, and uh, I, I will be at Comic-Con next year for all four days um, so you can you can bet that there's a lot of stuff. We got a lot of things planned for next year, but you can expect coverage from the biggest uh, fandom convention there is. That is San Diego Comic Con. Uh, it, it's I will be there, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm really really excited to to finally be there, especially a year where they'll probably be announcing whatever Avengers Four is going to be. Yeah. And and hopefully some of the Fox stuff coming over. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some of that as well. Uh, the things that I'm looking forward to, man, uh, I'm cautiously optim- optimistic about uh, the Han Solo movie. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that comes out. Uh, Games wise, I'm definitely looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighters. Nice. That comes out in a few weeks, uh, January 26, if I'm not wrong. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I know that there's going to be few surprises next year gaming wise i know that god of war is coming out i i am sort of looking forward to that one even even if i'm not a big god of war fan but I, i'm looking i'm looking like you said i'm looking to to get surprised next year um, yes so um I'm, I'm looking forward to you know moving on to bigger and greater things hopefully as well so sure of course, and and uh, we do have a bit of an announcement. But Joe, before before uh, I make that announcement for uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, uh, you forgot about your story about who you saw at uh, Disney oh, Springs. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, man. Thank you for reminding me. How yeah. could I forget? <laughs> yeah, because I was like one of the first things I told you, like before we were talking about the movie. So like when I yeah. saw the Last Jedi. Uh, I made it like a, a Star Wars day. Like I was playing Battlefront in the morning, and then I, I saw around like three o'clock in the day watching you know, the Last Jedi. So by the time you get out, it's like around six o'clock ish, and, and so I'm like, you know what? Let me go get some dinner. And uh, just so happened, I ended up at Disney Springs, um, which uh, around the weekend, you know, this first opening weekend, it came out. So um, they got plenty of Star Wars flags out, and there's also you know the the Galactic Knights going on, I guess, over at Hollywood Studios. And as I'm in line, there's there's a built there's a a restaurant there called Bongos, which if you're familiar with, is right across from uh, both the bowling and um, 
and the movie theater. So I'm, I'm right in line of the outside. There's outside little like express concession because I just want to get a little, you know, platter and be out. I'm in line and I'm getting this stuff. And I, there's, I mean, tons of people all around. And I see this old guy coming out of, of Bongo's from the inside restaurant. And I, I, he, for me, like he looks familiar, but I'm like, oh, like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know him or is anything I'm thinking right away. Got to find out I'm wrong. This dude comes walk is walks out, and the minute he opened, they open the door. I, I I look at him. He looks up. I can tell he looks at me, and he can tell that I know who he is. Guys, it was George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas was at Disney Springs. I'm I don't know <laughs> how many feet away from the guy, and he's got bodyguards all around him because I would have went. God knows I would have went over and said something to the guy. I would have I would have been like, oh my goodness, George, take a picture, you know. But uh, but yeah, he he was he was out there, man, and, and you know word has gone out that he uh, he actually really uh, liked the Last Jedi, um, which you know it I think it's because it's the risk taking in it. But I was so happy. I said, what a night! You go see the Last Jedi, have a great time, and then I see George Lucas um, <laughs> just casually walking through Disney Springs. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What, what a night it was. That that was great. You told me that. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. And that really brought your your star wars experience for full circle there <laughs> yeah and, and the funny thing is nobody around him rec- nobody around recognized him i'm not i'm not t- lying man like i was the only person who recognized him and i'm like it's george it's george lucas like the sweaty nerd that i am right yeah <laughs> and the couple behind me is laughing at me which i don't blame them because i'd yeah. be laughing too that's you awesome. know and they're, they're laughing at me i'm like it's george lucas and I'm like huh i'm like that's the dude who made star wars like we wouldn't have all this if it wasn't for george say what you will but he's the one who kickstarted all this and and uh yeah i apologize to the mattress like i'm sorry guys i get a little passionate uh but but yeah it was it was amazing man that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, it's the uh, I, I would have freaked out. I was like, I would have, I would at least just shouted, "Thank you, George," something, just something <laughs> like that. Yeah, because I, I would have done it. Oh man, I, but, I just pulled up my phone and got a picture of him, like from the back, walking <laughs> by, just to prove, like I'm not making this up. Yeah. It's George Lucas. <laughs> that's great, man. That's a uh, that's an experience right there, bro. So I'm telling you, yeah. And uh, and the thing that we got for you guys, um, we're not, of course, we're we're next week's Christmas week. We're not gonna have a podcast, yep. uh, and then we we are gonna take some time off. So uh, we will be returning on January the eleventh if uh, everything goes well, and uh, we're gonna do some reworking. Uh, we want we plan to take the podcast and no low time as a whole to the next level. So Joel, Joel and I are going to do some planning and, and we're going to do some brainstorming and, uh, and hopefully we can take this to the next level. And if you guys yeah. have any suggestions, uh, Joel's going to give you the info in a, in a, in a few minutes, but Joel, yeah, just if you, you want to tell anything to the listeners. Yeah, guys, I'm just, I appreciate your patience and, and, you know, we've had technical stuff. We've had, you know, so many different things that have, that have happened. We had a hurricane that happened. I mean, you know, different things that went on the past year, but, you know, like Obed, Obed said, I'm echoing exactly what he said, that we really want to take this no low time as a whole to the next level. And uh, it will make more sense when we announce fully what, what our full plans are, but we just got to make sure that um, we're both, you know, in agreement and, and that we have an understanding and a clear plan for what we want to do. But I think it's going to be really great. I think you guys are going to really benefit from this and um, it's just going to be so much more 
content for you guys to consume if i may say that so so yeah keep sticking with us and and, and share the word but it's gonna get bigger and, and have a merry christmas yeah and where can everyone find us Absolutely. So, guys, um, as we're you know going through this process, even make sure to shoot over um, any messages through us through social media or email. Through social media, you can give us a follow and talk to us at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, you can also go ahead and shoot us an email to No Load Time at gmail.com. That's No Load Time at gmail.com. We want to make sure you guys hit subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play. Um, if you're a subscriber on iTunes, make sure to go ahead and give us some reviews on there. That that really helps us as well. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for sticking with us and, and hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. Yep. And since it's Christmas, Jill, there's not many Christmas games out there, but I knew of one and I was able to find some music. This is from Christmas Nights from the Sega Saturn and this is Dream Bells. So you guys have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next year. Merry Christmas. See you guys. <laughs>